Today is July 14th. The All-Star break is over, and it's time to get back to baseball. Let's talk about what we expect this weekend and for the rest of the season. You're listening to the Bridge to Bucktober podcast. guys thank you for listening to the bridge to bucktober podcast where we talk all about them pittsburgh pirates and that my name is josh and i am joined as always by my brother jake what's up jake what's going on man nice week off yeah in a way kind of it's a break right i think that uh probably a good break for a lot of the pirates (laughs) Yeah, need, need, well-needed rest. Get back at it. Not to mention, anyway. two of the guys that we just put on the IL just get some extra days off where they're not missing games. Right, right. So hopefully that's good. What do we got going on, man? Man, it's been interesting down here. It's just rain, 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 rain every day down here. And it's not even just rain. Thunderstorms every day. Can't even see when I'm driving on the road at times. Then I get to my destination and it's sunny. It's wild. I don't even understand what's going on down here. You grew up in our area and that's wild. Yeah. I just feel like that's a pretty normal thing. <laughs> just to be like, oh, if I just drive a half an hour north, it'll be great. <laughs> well, yeah, I didn't realize it was like that in other places. I thought that was just an Ohio Valley thing. Apparently not. <laughs> No, it's probably like that in more places. We just like to claim it. Right. <laughs> you don't, uh, what you know, they always say, if you don't like the weather, just wait a couple hours. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be all right then. <laughs> It'll be different. All right. So we had the all-star game. We had the home run derby. We had the draft, all of the things that go on this week. Um, any takeaways from any of this stuff? I know we were kind of looking forward to a lot of this. Uh, we, we talked about the first round of the draft. Actually, it was, yeah, the first 70 picks of the draft. Mm-hmm. We kind of talked about that on Monday's show. But any takeaways um, from, I don't know, let's say the draft. Was there anything there? I mean, there's a lot of guys. Yeah, there's just a lot of names. A lot of names we don't know. It, it's just, oh, I think I think we got graded the eighth best draft. Most of that probably had to do with schemes. Oh, I'm sure so it did. I, I don't, you know, how, you know, I don't know enough about these guys. Nelly Furtado from Alabama. <laughs> Turn off the lights. He's going to shut it down. He's got to be a closer, and if he is, he's got to he's got to come out to Nelly Furtado, turn off the lights. If he gives up. I don't up, know that he does. If he's a starter, he's going to come out to like, I'm like a bird or something. Yeah, I don't think it plays. No? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> yeah, obviously not. Uh, you know, these guys are are not for our show. Breaking down right. these these kind of guys, you know, this is not our, not our thing to do. But 21 new players coming into the Pirates organization this year. If they all so, sign. If they all sign. Yeah, and I'm, I assume there's probably maybe some lower guys that they that they picked. Uh, there's the rank. Looks like in the 12th round, 347th pick, we we picked a dude that was ranked 197. Um, good chance he goes back to Arizona for a senior year. That's a good point. I was trying to see if there was any of these other guys that, you know, that we picked that guy way above. Yeah, not really very many of them that we went – like and pick them low because they dropped. Yeah. Usually those guys that drop are the guys that aren't going to resign. 17th round, there was a guy ranked 223. We picked him with the 497th pick, and he's a high school senior. So chances are he he goes to let's see if he was committed anywhere. Committed to Miami. I I, I would bet he's gonna go to Miami. <laughs> yeah. Chances are, rather than a 17th round draft pick. So, six four two twenty five as an eighteen year old. 
high school senior, like, geez. <laughs> and the other dude that was a junior, the pitchers, well, he's a pitcher, but still 6'5". 6'4", 210, our 11th, our 11th round pick out of Kentucky. A left-hander, 6'4", 250. It's a big Kids boy. big, man. It's a big boy. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, honestly, like Paul Skeens. Oh, I'm still there. Like, this is still very exciting. Um, yeah. Once he was drafted, it was like, they, I like the draft. Yeah. You know what I mean? When you get yeah. a guy like that, it's kind of hard not to. I, I don't know who else you're going to get, but it just kind of doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. All right, closing that out. I know, because of the all-star break, you know, there was... And this is one of the things I like about it being on the, in the All Star festivities is you kind of get reactions and they're all hanging out and people were asking, like reporters were asking some of the big league players, do you think Paul Skeens could get guys out in the big leagues right now? And they were like, yeah, I mean, there's 100 miles an hour for 120 pitches. <laughs> good, good off speed, all this stuff. But I thought it was funny to get to Will Smith. He's like, I mean, big league hitters are going to adjust. <laughs> He's just like, Telling the truth, man. Yep. Hmm. Got a weird, weird taste in the back of my throat right now. Okay. Yeah. Super weird. Don't know what that is. Um. Yeah, dude, I've been totally out of touch with everything this week. <laughs> I bet. I've been out of touch with everything. Um. So anyway, home run derby, all-star game. What do you think? My highlight of the home run derby had to be Adley Rushman. Dude come out swinging, and he's like, all right, you get your bonus 30. He's like, all right, I'm just going to turn around and bat right-handed and not not hit a home run. On every one of his swings from the right side, he hit a home run. <laughs> that was awesome. He's the first player to ever actually, not the first switch hitter to ever hit in it, but the first person to switch during yeah. the derby. Really? And he just mashed. I would think I would wonder that if there was a guy who ever went up there and just wasn't hitting him out, if he just flipped over and tried the other side. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, they said he's the first one to actually switch. Yeah, it's cool. Which is kind of, it's a little bit surprising to me because you would think, especially the way the format was before and you got 10 outs, if, man, if I was a switch hitter and I went 0 for 4, I'm like, I'm switching, trying the other side. Yeah, I think you know what your strong side is, what your power side is, and also you a lot of times just play to the stadium. Sure, sure. I don't know if Seattle has a lean either way. I I don't think so. I think it's pretty. But like, if you were ever going to be in a in a home run derby at PNC Park, you would always go left handed if you're switching. Right, right. It'd be stupid not to. Right. I I would imagine like saying, "Hey, Rodolfo Castro, home run derby." He'd be like, "Oh crap." <laughs> I can't hit right-handed here, and I can't hit left-handed. <laughs> I'm sure he'd be just fine in batting practice. Yeah, I know. Um, so the home run derby for me, I, I mean, I'll just say it. I don't like the format. I, I'm, I don't either. There's too many swings these guys are taking, and I'm just tired of seeing them getting gassed like that. We don't need 41 home runs in one round. Like, we just don't need that, and if you got it, you it, it should be even more impressive because it used to be even on the timed one you were supposed to let the ball land they don't let the ball land anymore no like the umpire behind home plate that's pointing at the pitcher that doesn't even need to be there no and the problem is is like now you're trying to watch it and you can't keep up with that they got to no. do a split screen thing yeah i i don't really don't like the way it's set up it's just too hard to follow along with go back to 4 and 4 like, I mean, we didn't even have even number of National American League this year. I don't even care about that, to be honest with you. I don't, I don't care who's there. I, I didn't like the let's pick somebody from every country. I didn't like that because I just felt like no matter what you do, if you go four and four or you pick somebody from every country or you can only have all-stars, whatever your situation is, you're leaving power hitters off. And yeah. so, like, you're missing out on this guy or that guy just because – you wanted this format. I don't care who the eight are. Get me the eight best hitters, the eight best power hitters that are going to be the most entertaining. That, who, that want to do it. That want to do it. And then from that point on, it's just all eight hitters hit. The top four mm-hmm. move on to the next round. You get 10 outs. Yeah. It, just do it that way. And, and just say the top four move on. There is no this guy versus this guy. We had it. 
a couple. Right. I don't not like that. A couple big battles that went on that like both of those guys should have advanced. Mm-hmm. And you know, I and if you have one guy that doesn't hit a lot, uh, think back in some of the ones in the past where Pete Alonso. I think he was was he up against Josh Bell? No, that was Acuna. No. Yeah, Ronald Acuna. Because Josh Bell, yeah, okay. So whoever it was, whoever Pete Alonso went up against that time, didn't hit very many home runs. So with a minute and a half left, he finished his first round. Yeah. And now he's prime because everybody right. else were exhausted. Whoever gets, you know what I mean? And yeah. sure, and you just start with the lowest seed, and that's that seeding is by how many home runs you have this year, and you work your way to the top. That way the guys that have hit the most home runs during the season, they get the advantage if you're the eighth hitter, then yes, you could actually finish your round before the, your, you got your 10 outs. If you could hit and, and qualify. Now, I don't know why you you would necessarily do that unless you became the one, because then it, when you go to the next round, it depends on how many you hit in the first round right? to, to what order you go in, the lowest to the highest. So, I mean, I, I still feel like no matter what, you're going to have a show. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. And I just feel like, I don't understand why we don't go back to that. I feel like you can admire the home runs a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. To me, that and plus, like, I no, mean, I, Pete Alon- I didn't want, yeah, I didn't want Pete Alonso to win it by all means. Right. But if you remember how he, won- not how he won it, but do you remember his last two? He got the perfect pitch every single pitch. His pitcher was money, and you credit a lot of that because if you remember, like the year that Josh Bell was in it in Cleveland, his pitcher was terrible. I don't even remember who it was. I don't either. The dude from the minor leagues. Alonzo's pitcher was terrible this year. Exactly. So this year it was Alonzo's. He took him out of it. Yeah, he was actually trying to hit home runs to the opposite field. Yeah, because the pitches were so far outside. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, if it comes down to a pitcher, that's not okay. Right. Just take your pitches and and sure you could probably put a limit on how many pitches you can take. And then, you know, you have to still there there is an element for the pitcher there too. Just because that way it's not taken forever. But tell me right. this isn't taken forever too. Right. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I, I don't mind the timed thing. See what happened what happened with the time thing is we had that one year, because they were supposed to wait till the ball landed. We had that one year where Bryce Harper went off. And he was not waiting till the ball landed to get the next pitch. And they were like, oh, that was so awesome. Well, we don't have to wait anymore. Well, yeah. now it's just a big fiasco. You got kids out in the outfield getting hit by 115-mile-an-hour line drive to the head. Thought he was dead. <laughs> like, 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 we're watching the derby in my living room. Had a buddy of mine come over to watch it. We're sitting there watching, and it, the next ball goes out there. We're like, is that kid dead? <laughs> like, And then, like, I see the replay of it the next day. I'm like, no, literally, the dude kid got hit in the head with a line drive because no one can can keep their focus that long. Yeah, because they don't have enough time to react to the next ball. Yeah, they're still looking for the fly ball, and another one's coming out. Yeah, that's not okay. That's that's either that or just get them off the field. Yeah, that's get the kids okay off either. the field. Yeah, because I mean that's that's part of the home run derby been for years. Yeah, whatever. I get it. All right, all star game. I got they one get to thing. Watch it. I had to walk. I had to walk. I had to work that night. Okay, well, I got one thing. Can we can we just put the uniforms back on? Yes. Can Let we stop swing with the this derby? The derby needs to be with the jerseys for the all star break. The game gets played in their uniforms. Did I, they I, do it the other way? Were they wearing their uniforms in the? I can't even remember. Yeah, yeah. they wore their full blown team, team uniform, uniform for the home run the derby. All star hat for the home run derby. Do you think that's because be the home run derby gets more views? I mean, that's the that's the highlight. The All Star Game is, is a fun event, so, but like the the home run derby is the only thing that's competitive. So then, that's even more reason to put the All Star Game jerseys on them that night. Yeah, it's that's a good point because you know they're just they're just doing the All Star. They're just doing that for so they can sell jerseys. Yeah, that's a good and, point. And then and then you if you watch the All Star Game, you get to watch you get to see the teams' uniforms. I, I want to see the team's uniforms. And once all once all the City Connects are out, they should wear the City Connect jerseys for the All-Star game. That'd be nah, 
I want to see their no. I want to see. <laughs> I want to see the the homes and aways, the regular homes and aways. Whatever whatever team's home and away, you wear your home or away jerseys. I mean, I, yeah, I'm, I'm not against it. Yeah, I just I want to see them it was in just that. A, and then be an interesting idea. Yeah, no, I get that. Maybe the city connects for the home run derby. Just stop all star jerseys all together. Yeah, that'll never happen. No, that'll never happen. That's the only thing I have. Other than that, I mean, Elias Diaz. You know what? Let's give him one. That's pretty yeah, cool. For That's sure. pretty cool. He just put his name on a, on a, on the uh, trade deadline board. You know what I mean? You think with that home run? Yeah. Okay. Because he's been playing well. This he has year. been I mean, playing he, well. He earned his spot on that team. Yeah. I just thought it was good. You know, I always liked him when he was in Pittsburgh, and I know he had some stuff going on, and um, it was kind of a bummer. I mean, it's hard to argue getting letting right. him go. You know what I mean? Right. But um, I always thought he could be. I always thought he could be better uh, than he was. Yeah. Had I some agree. pop. He's always had some pop. Mm-hmm. And a cannon for an arm. Yep. All right. So All Star break. Done. Oh, we oh, we did have Mitch Keller. It's worth saying. Do you have the yeah. Do you have the numbers on that? One inning, no. one, one stri- inning. Yeah, he had a strikeout. I think he gave up a home run. Yeah, he gave up the solo homer. But I mean, yeah, big deal. He gave up yeah. a solo homer <laughs> in an All Star game. <laughs> I forget who hit it. Is it Yuli Yuli No, can't. Lourdes Gurio. No, Junior. no, he's on the same team. Right. <laughs> The heck was it? <laughs> it's Tampa. Yandy. That's it. Yandy yeah. Diaz. Yeah. For some reason, I was thinking it was that crazy purple hair. He almost hit a home run, and it was foul. They called it fair, then they called it foul. That's right. Yeah. Sometimes I get my highlights mixed up when you know when they're all wearing not their team uniforms. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, when they're not wearing their team uniforms. I mean, that's the big thing for me. I just want to see the team. I just want to see the team uniforms. I want to see, yeah. like, you're watching the game and Mitch Keller gets in. You want everybody to have to see the fact that he plays for the Pirates. Right. You know what I'm saying? You want him to represent. And I feel like when you don't do that, I mean, he's got a pee on his pants and his sleeve, and that's it. Yeah. And it's not even, it's not the same. It's still all-star game colors. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just not a fan. Not a fan. I want to see everybody in their own uniform. I think it adds. I think it adds a, a certain level of like you want to be excited about your guy there. Then he should be wearing your your uniform. Yeah. Uh, Bednar did not get in the game, but those are our two all stars. So kudos to them. Um, it's good to see Keller get in and and right away. Like he pitched the second inning. You know what I mean? Yeah. I thought that was yeah. really cool. So one of the highlight. Guys, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. One of the highlight guys. Andy went over two in the Futures game, <clears throat> but did get walked and scored a run. Yeah. Which was only on Peacock. So, uh, yeah. They've been showing it on MLB. They've been showing reruns of it on MLB Network. Yeah. And I didn't get to catch any of it, but um, I didn't catch much. I, I tried to log a little in bit of it before we got on here. I tried to log in to Peacock because uh, my father in law had it. But when I tried to log in, it was like, your subscription's not active. I was like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. So must have must have got it. Uh, canceled it or something. Okay, so let's talk about what to expect. Uh, obviously, the trade deadline coming up, and the Pirates are, no matter how they talk into a microphone, they're going to be more uh, in the seller's category than the buyer's. Right. So... Do you see any of uh, any of these guys like who's who's on the block? Who do you who would you like to see possibly moved in order to make this team better? And is it does it make it better now? Does it is it a I don't know. Like I, I guess I'm just trying to think. Like if I'm if I'm interested in a guy, where where do you go with that? Sure. I mean, I don't think you're gonna make this roster better in the trade then then, which is the whole seller versus buyer thing. Right. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, certainly there's guys I'd shop around a little bit. I mean, why wouldn't you shop around Santana? Why wouldn't you shop shop around Connor Joe? I don't think you're going to, we're not in, in the uh, 
seller's market to sell Bednar. We're not in the seller's market to sell Keller. I mean, these guys are, I mean, we're not that far away. No, I think, to be honest with you, I think getting Skeens changes that look. Mm -hmm. To, I mean, for real. Yeah. You've made a commitment at this point that it's, you know, you're trying to make this happen in the next couple of years. Yeah. And to be able to maintain it for a couple of years after, at least. Yeah, for me, it's... Uh, <sighs> Santana's a tough one. You're you're probably right there. But he's a tough one for me. I mean, it, there's a certain level of like... It's the same thing with, with Rich Hill, even though Rich Hill has a lot less value to offer. He has so much value to stay that that's what makes it difficult. As much as I get frustrated with when he's pitching, I really like looking at him when he's not pitching. Oviedo yeah. is his shadow. He's constantly, they're constantly talking. And I just think he's good in, in that type of in that type of manner. And I I don't think it's worth it. I mean, not to mention the Pirates starting pitching is so banged up you can't afford to lose him. You know what right. I'm saying? So like I get that. I get that. Like you cannot afford to lose pitching, period, because of how banged up we are. Um banged up and struggling. Right. Other than that, there is part of me that kind of wonders like is there anybody out there who would be interested in, in Jason's lay or Austin Hedges? Like, I'm just <laughs> curious. Yeah. Catchers are tough. And I know I said Diaz put himself on the trade market, but it's tough to switch a catcher in the middle of the year because he's got to learn a whole nother catching or pitching staff. That could be tough. But at the same time, Hedges is. But if somebody Hedges comes calling, doing it. if somebody yeah. comes calling, I think this is like, I think this would be something for the Pirates to be like, you know what? I think I'm. I, I th and, and to be honest with you, I wouldn't be surprised if somebody calls about delay before hedges. Right. Hey, we really need a backup catcher. We like what he's done for you on both sides of the ball. He's got years of control. We'd like to get this backup catcher for our for our run. I don't know if there's much there. Um. Here's the problem with that. Like you're not getting anybody for him. No. So you're that's get not a low low minors. Probably older, low minors guy. Reliever, that's you know. what I always go to. <laughs> and, I, and I think the same. So so Connor Joe, Carlos Santana could offer a little bit more, I think. Connor Joe, to me, a platoon player against lefties only, is a guy who really is, he could be a part of a deal, but I, I don't see him being, I don't see him getting any return unless it's like you get Santana and Connor Joe. And then yeah. we can might be able to pull somebody that might actually make our team better. If it doesn't make our team better, I don't know why you move anybody. And that's the biggest thing. Like, I'm not trading just to trade. Now, if Santana comes to the, goes to Sherrington and says, hey, I'd like to go for another, this might be it for me. I'd like to go for another playoff. I'll trade him for whoever they want to give. Right. You're limited to whose team he's going to. You're sending him there and you're getting a player. But I'm less concerned because I don't have Santana beyond this year anyway. So right. I don't really care if I keep Choi. He can play all the innings that Santana's been playing. And this team doesn't get really affected by it. However, Choi, who I know you don't have beyond this year too, is probably the most intriguing of all these guys. If he hits for a couple weeks here, I guess do we have a couple weeks Look at the calendar here. Do we have a couple weeks? A, a couple full weeks? Yeah. So. If he hits for a couple weeks, we're right into the deadline. Yeah, I could see Choi probably the most uh, plausible to be moved and actually get anything back. I still don't know what you're going to get. Like, that's the thing. We're just in a position now where I just don't know what you're going to get. You might be... You might be looking at, we really like this guy. And they say, well, we're not going to give you that for Choi. And then you might yeah. see the Pirates do something like, what if we throw in Cal Mitchell? Oh, that's right. interesting. What if we throw in Kane and Smith and Jigbo? You know what I mean? Okay, that's that's interesting. I'm listening. Then can we pry that guy off of you? Josh Palacios. He hasn't been bad for us. He's really been exciting mm -hmm. for us. He'd be a good bench guy. He could come up and down. Uh, you know what I mean? They've, they've got options years left. So they could be what they are, you know what I mean? They're, 
their cushion for any kind of injuries down the stretch. And then I think maybe you could pry off maybe one of their higher, uh, you know, maybe even a top 30 prospect, maybe sitting in double A or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You might be able to pry somebody like that away. I, I don't think you get somebody. I mean, you might get a top 30 for Choi. Could you get a, if, they're, if their system's not good, I mean, when they come over to ours, maybe a top 20. They might be a top 10 in their system, but maybe not in ours. Or if it's mm-hmm. a really stacked system, maybe you get one of their top 20 who's in our top 10. You know what I mean? Yeah. Either way, there, there's some options there if, if you maybe package some guys in. I could see something like that happening. Yeah. Um, Connor Joe, I think, still has another year. I don't think he's a free agent after this year. Uh, he's got four years of control, I do believe. Okay, I was way off. I think that's what the thing I was reading, I think it said four years of control. So that actually might be, I mean... But the age is there. I still don't know. Yeah, I mean, maybe Connor Joe's a guy you you lump in with with Choi and and get somebody. Uh, you know, it's it's hard to tell. You got to find the right fit. You got to find the right team. It's hard to tell. I don't know if any of the other guys are are in play. I don't know if if Bay or or Castro's in play for a trade. I know both of them are struggling, but I think Bay. I think people know what they could get, and Castro has shown what you could get at different mm-hmm. times in, in his career. And so I think maybe one of those two guys is a possibility. Um, I just doubt it, man. I really wouldn't be surprised to see him move one of Choi or Santana, and that's it. I just wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't either. And and that's and that's kind of what I was saying, just shopping them around. Like just, hey, any interest out there? If not... I'm fine with that too. I think if I was them, I the only the only players I would shop would be Choi and Santana, only because I can afford losing one of them. You know what I'm saying? I, but oh, yeah. I wouldn't I mean, want to lose both of them and Connor Joe. Like I, then I'm like, well, who the heck's going to play first now? You just again. traded all three of our first basemen away. You right. know what I'm saying? So there's nobody left, and we obviously don't have now unless you're getting a first baseman and in return, or you're trying to say, Andy, you're a full-time first baseman right now, I, which right. I just, I don't see that stuff happening. No. So I, I'm, you know, that's kind of where I'm at. I, I think you shop those two around. If somebody calls about Connor Joe, you listen. If somebody calls, and, and other than that, it's lumping him in with a deal. It's the same thing to me that Cal Mitchell and Kanan Smith and Jigba are for me is lump them in with a deal. If it if it helps you get the guy that because none nobody's worth trading at this point unless it makes your organization better. Like I said, other than that one off Santana for whoever because he wants to go to that team, but to me it still is. Hey, we'd really like this guy though. Santana wants to go there, and you want Santana, but we want this guy. What'll it take? Would, yeah. would Cal Mitchell get it done? Would Connor Joe get it done? You know what I mean. One of those kind of things. Palacios get it done. Any of these guys who've shown up at different times, you know, I don't know. I think it'd be interesting. That's all I got, man. As far as like, honestly, I don't see anyone else. I mean, we've got pitching is just too fragile right now. Yeah. We just can't afford that. So, yeah. So what do you expect? Let's say no moves are made or some moves are made or whatever. I guess we just play that out depending on who we're talking about. But minor leagues, I mean, obviously we're thinking Andy. You called for Andy to be here today. Today's, I mean, it's Thursday when we're recording, but. Yeah, let him play the Futures game and get him up here. (laughs) So we'll see if there's an announcement after we stop this. I mean, it won't happen until tomorrow, but. Right. Um. Obviously, I have not been looking to see if there's rumors. I've been off Twitter almost entirely this week uh, with a few exceptions. But um, who else? I mean, we've got Andy, Quinn Priester. I mean, he's going to make his way here at some point this year, especially with the way that this pitching staff has been. Um, yeah. do, do, you, do you think Jared Jones maybe has a shot? I mean, it's possible. He's pitching yeah, in AAA I mean, right almost now. anything's possible. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, you're talking forty man spots, and you know what I mean. You got it. Andy's already got one. 
So Priester will need to be added. Um, Jones would need to be added. So like, you know, there's some, there's some thought processes there of, okay, well, who, you know, is Kyle Nicholas a shot to, uh, to make an appearance? Is, is he on there? No, he's not on the 40 man either. So those are three guys that are, none of them are on the 40 man yet. So if those moves are made, you're talking about either more people going on the 60 day or whatever. Here's another question. Do you think Harleen Garcia will ever pitch for the Pirates? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the article I was reading about the possible trades, like he was on there. I'm like, he dude's got to pitch first. He's got to yeah. be able to grip a baseball. And I don't, I haven't heard another update on that, on no. whether or not that's even a thing. No idea. So of all these guys, if, if there are any, if there are any of them, I mean, let's do Andy aside because I think that one's pretty obvious. But, um, you know, are you excited for any of these other guys? I mean, I mean, you could say, you know, Quinn Priester, or or if Jared Jones does make that jump, what that could, you know, what that could look like. I mean, this is a guy who, you know, started off in Altoona, ten starts to a two twenty three ERA, moved up to to AAA, which has only been four appearances, three starts, but and the ERA is up there. But if he starts to click and they need a pitcher and Ortiz and, and Contreras are not making it happen, is there a chance? I mean, he's only 21. And this is yeah. a guy who was drafted, I believe, he got an opportunity to to, to go two-way. Yeah. He's an athlete. Yeah, he was a two-way player. So, you know what I mean? Just a, a guy who's been exciting and has been – Moving up, I mean, like I said, he's 21 years old. Yeah. I mean, you're looking at Bubba Chandler, who's only a year behind him in age, but he's still in high A. Anthony Solomito has moved up to double A. He's probably been the better uh, of those two. And so Chandler is another one of those two-way players, though, and he was trying to do it for a longer period of time. I got you. Yeah, I mean... Solomito has been great even in his move up to double A. Mm-hmm. If either of these two guys come up, could you see 20-year-old Anthony Solomito? Let me see. What's his birthday? Not till December. So 20-year-old Anthony Solomito could find his way to triple A even this year. Could you yeah. imagine if he moves that quick? I mean, you start to look at this and you're saying, what what could this rotation look like? If you've right. got Keller and Skeens at the top, I mean, you could you could see if... If Priester comes up and he and he performs, and Salamito starts to look like he's going to be there next year or the year after, and Skeens coming into the picture, and then you start talking about I only need one of Oviedo, Ortiz, Jared Jones. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the other guys, even Brubaker at this point. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it starts to really you start to get back to that place where you're saying, okay, there's depth here. And Skeens right. puts that thing, just knocks all those guys down one, which makes everybody that much better. I mean, this is a Skeens is that one guy, so, you yeah. know, soon enough. Uh, if he can be there in the mix with Keller, or does that make it so that once Keller gets to that point, we would be okay letting him move on because we've got other guys in, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think, I think you're going to look to. Try to lock him up. I would I would like to. I think that that extension's easier to get done than the Skeens extension. And I think that, you know, you look to lock him up so that you have him and Skeens together. And then you try to just put those last three pieces with young guys, maybe bring in another veteran for next year. But because right now you've got Rich Hill there. I mean, you're not going to get Brubaker back right away. Right. So then, you know, do you do you do this again with with Velasquez or does he find another opportunity somewhere else? Do you feel more comfortable letting him find another opportunity somewhere <laughs> else just in case? Right. Um, so you're going to have to bring in another veteran next year anyway to to bridge that gap. Maybe two. Like you're still looking at that. Right. Yeah. So how about Rowanzi, man? Does he figure this thing out? <laughs> is it this year? Is so. it a? Is it a? I have no idea who he is now. Yeah, I think that's where I'm at. Okay. This is de- certainly not I mean, somebody that dude, we can count. This is a dude I thought was going to be a legit 2-3 guy. Yeah. And I thought, you know, with Keller being a number two guy in the one slot, 
I get you. Then Rowanzi being a three in the two slot in a way. Yep. Yeah, because I mean, really, well, I thought we'd have I thought we'd have two legit number two pitchers. Okay. Yeah, and we say that like kind of loose, but I mean, like, aces are hard to come by. There yeah. is a there is a number one on your rotation that doesn't make him an ace. Right. You know what I mean? And we've seen ace type stuff from Keller this year, but I'm not for sure. Uh, I'm not sure that he's still that. You know, that echelon of a, I mean, he still could be improving, but you see what right. I'm saying? I, I'm with yeah. you there. If he, if you have him at two, because you have somebody better, now you're a, now you're a playoff team pitching staff. You know what I mean? If it's filled out the rest of the way. So I totally get that. Yeah. I'm not sure there's anybody else that, that I've really been kind of excited to see. Um, talking about guys that are on the 40 man roster, Obviously, I'd like to see Castro figure some stuff out. It might be in AAA. Hey, if we start getting healthy, I don't think Castro has a spot on this roster. Obviously, Bay doesn't. I don't think he already doesn't have a spot on this roster. I think Triolo has been good enough to take those spots away. Yeah. Right now, he's playing a lot of third. He's capable of playing second base and shortstop as well. I wouldn't want it to be every day, but he's capable. Right, right. And he can handle it. Yep. And, and Marcano can handle those positions and Nick Gonzalez can handle those positions. And so when you start looking at this team, when you get Hayes back, when you get Cruz back, Peguero's running out of opportunities. When is he going to get an opportunity? He's just killing the ball right now. Yeah. And so is there a possibility that Peguero gets an opportunity sooner than later, knowing that Cruz is on his way back and then you kind of block his opportunity? I'd like to see him get more of an opportunity. If yeah. if for nothing else, then just change. And do maybe do that right out of the gate. Maybe tomorrow Peguero comes up and Castro goes down. It'd be nice to get Castro to figure it out because he could be very valuable as that backup. Yeah, for sure. With some pop with off some the pop, bench, yeah. um, starting, you know, spot starting games and and giving you a bat that could possibly make a difference in the game. At this point, man, Nick Gonzalez is his second for me. Mm-hmm. And Triolo's at third until Hayes gets back, and then it's Hayes. So I think those two positions are – I know that you know Gonzalez is going to move around. But when Cruz comes back, I like that infield. Yeah. And if I've got Tucapita uh, and, and Jared Triolo as my bench guys, I feel pretty good about that infield. Yeah. And that just leaves some of these other guys out, and it starts to look a little bit like the outfield with Cal Mitchell, Kanan Smith and Jigba, Josh Palacios, where you start to say, who fits right now? We don't know. You know what I mean? But you know you got Sawinski and Reynolds, and you've got just one other opportunity. And Connor Joe's on the roster, but when I'm thinking about everyday starters, you know what I mean? you got to spell Joe somehow with one of those guys. And right now that guy's Palacios, and I think he's doing fine. But that could be any of those of those guys. Swaggerty, I still just think he hasn't played much, right? I mean, is he still not playing? He's still dealing with stuff, I think. I mean, just what a what a rough go, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he hasn't played. Oh, it doesn't give me minor leagues unless I go to the minor league site, but. I mean, you're looking at 22 games this year. I mean, it just, you can forget about this season for him. I can. And I just don't know how many more times you can go through this. Right. Especially when you've got a full roster. (laughs) It's definitely tough. And he's definitely a guy who can play center field. And that's (laughs) kind of the thing that this team doesn't have right now. But, yeah, it's, I don't know. Um... For me, that's what it is, though. It's I'd like to see Smith and Jigba and Mitchell get a little more time if they're not dealt to get a little more time. Yeah. It's hard to argue with Palacios, but, like, you know, you, you just don't know. And maybe Palacios is, is, is a part going forward. I, you know, it's hard to tell. I mean, sometimes these guys come in, you think, oh, this is this guy's – this will be his year to be here and waste our time. <laughs> but, I mean, he's shown up, and – you know, maybe not. Has he jumped some of these guys in the in the you know in the depth chart looking forward? I mean, he's twenty seven, but I don't know. Possibly. 
He's had major league experience. He's hitting. He's not. I mean, the the overall s- statistics aren't great on him right now. Two thirty five, two seventy one on base, six twenty four OPS. So it's not like it's. It's not like he can't be replaced. Things can click for anyone at any time, too. Do you think they've already clicked for Palacios, though? Do you think we've seen probably the best he has to offer? Probably. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, th- I think that's. Yeah. I think that's maybe. But I'm just it. saying, like, like you get a guy up here and he actually performs pretty decent. I mean, it's not like he was high on our prospect list, but something might have just clicked. Yeah. It's not like he can't be bumped. Right. Man, what a, just what a crazy, crazy time right now. Mm-hmm. I just feel like there's a lot of fringe players on the Pirates. And sooner or later, they've got to be passed up by real good players. Or we've got to let them go. Yeah, <clears throat> I agree. It's going to be interesting. sit and play in AAA. Or they can sit and play. Well, but eventually they're going to run out of options. And then somebody's right. just going to get them for free. Which is maybe maybe one of the things. Maybe they're trying to package one of those two guys. Whatever one that they can get rid of, whether it's Smith and Jigber or Cal Mitchell. And you know how everybody likes to talk about preferences. And Ben Sherrington brought in Smith and Jigba. He did not bring in Cal Mitchell. He inherited a Cal Mitchell. So is that the guy you move on? I don't really think it matters. I think you he's been here long enough that he can either like a guy or not like him. Right. Or like a guy and like another guy not as much. So I think there's, you know, that kind of a situation um, that could play out. I mean, that's, that's all I'm saying. Before too long, some of these guys are going to have to get dealt. Yeah. And, I, you know, if it's to add to your team, that's fine. I, I think maybe this offseason we see some kind of shakeup where the Pirates are going to have to look for an outfielder. Mm-hmm. That's the one. Let's talk about a backlash or a or – a, um, I don't I don't I can't think of what to call it but um you didn't draft Dylan Cruz. So by not doing that by going skeins you now just don't have a center fielder for your for your playoff runs of 25 and and beyond, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And so you've got to do something now. Yeah. You you've already it. moved Reynolds Swinsky's getting an opportunity, but I think we're all here saying that that's not a forever, uh, forever position. Doing all right, but it's not, yeah, he's yeah. fine, but he's not what you know. Long term, you'd rather see, you know, somebody a little more, um, more than fine. Yeah, but there's not really anything coming. I mean, unless Henry Davis goes to right field and you do go with Jack Swinsky, but there's not really. I mean. You look at the prospect list, and you've got a second baseman at the top who's a long ways off. I I would think you got Andy number three, Henry's still number two, Nick Gonzalez, and then you get to Pagaro at seven, who's an infielder. And then it's a bunch of pitching until you get to Lonnie White, who hasn't played very much and is only twenty, and he's a long ways off. Mm-hmm. And then you're looking at Matt Gorski, who's in Double A right now. He does play center field. Is he better than Sawinski at center field? I, I don't know, but <laughs> right. <laughs> and is that really a guy? You know what I'm saying that you're that you're going to count on? Obviously, Swaggerty's still on the list, and that's a just a weird situation altogether. Yeah, it's interesting for sure. I mean, you never know when we could come across somebody in some random trade that ends up being better than he was supposed to be. Yeah. Or you could go with a you know somebody who doesn't hit all that great, but he can just play a lights out center field, which is really hard to do right now, especially for a team like the Pirates because we don't have those superstars at the top of your order who are guaranteed to to put up that production, and and you're not gonna have those guys unless you happen into them. You know what I'm saying? And and so like it makes it hard. You've got to have a complete lineup. Hmm. Which is which is what everybody's gripe is about Key Brian Hayes if he doesn't hit. Can you afford to have a guy who's great at defense and doesn't hit well? And it's a good question. I think most teams, yes, he's that good. You can afford it. Yeah. I wouldn't want to be able to afford that at first base, but third base or shortstop, yeah, absolutely. I still, but I still don't think, 
And I just think Key Brian Hayes is like the most unlucky hitter in the history of the game. I in mean, the history he's, he's, in the the, t- he's taught you're talking about a guy who hits the ball hard almost every time he's up to the bat. Yeah. He gets I, out. I mean, he's in the upper echelon of hard hit balls. Right. And there's still more to click. And obviously he he started clicking and it was going well. And then the back flared up. How long is he gonna have to deal with the back thing? Was his change the is that what caused the back thing? What right. they, you know, the, I know it was just a toe tap, but could that have put more stress on his back and actually caused this whole thing to happen in the first place? If so, the one success that Andy Haynes had is ruined. I don't know. Interesting to see uh, how it's going to go. Let's take a look at the schedule. Obviously, we've got the Brewers. Uh, no, no, I said the Brewers. We got the Giants coming to town. Uh, to start off the the second half of the season. Cleveland after that, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And then there's another West Coast trip. Looks like they're not like entirely super late games. A couple 9, 9.30, 9 o'clock, and then a 4 o'clock on Sunday. A couple, you know, those late nights. I always think about those late night games. Mm-hmm. And then the Phillies to finish out the month at home. Tigers. We got some... You know, a, a, a rare Monday off start to start August, actually to end July uh, for that deadline. And then then you have some some divisional games coming up in August, the dog days of August there. So not to mention you've got the Braves and the Mets mixed into that as well. You've got a yeah. lot of like you start with the Tigers, but then it's like, OK, Brewers who could possibly be in first place. But divisional game Braves. Reds, divisional games, Mets, who are they going to click? Are the Mets Not and the Padres going to go to the pl- the postseason? I don't I don't I don't think so. Neither one of them. Maybe the Padres, but not the Mets. Okay. Really? Yeah. Who's got a bigger who's got a bigger uh jump to make? You think the Mets have a bigger jump? I mean, th- neither one of them are winning their division. No. Let's start with that. That's just not going to happen. But San Diego only has six games to go. The Mets have seven, so they're basically in the same spot. Either one of them, but they've got to pass up teams like Milwaukee and and Philadelphia on their way, which I think one of those spots is available because San Francisco has the third wild card spot right now and Miami has the first. And I wouldn't be surprised if both of those teams miss the playoffs. I know that's crappy of me to say right because i think a lot of people are saying wow you're really but i'm just saying i could see both of those teams missing marlins are playing well and they pitch yeah they do but i'm and i'm not saying their their run differential right now is negative five like they haven't they haven't earned the record that they have they're 53 and 39 and their record their expected win loss based on run differentials 45 and 47 that can't last all year I'm just saying it, it can't, you know, and you look at uh, San Diego's got a plus 39 outside of anybody that's not winning their division. They've got the top. Nobody in the central, by the way, has a positive. Yeah. <laughs> no, the Cubs do. The Cubs do. And by a lot. But do the Cubs kind of, they were kind of surging up there for a minute. Do they fall away? Do the Pirates have an opportunity to finish higher than the Cubs? We're looking at fourth place right now and we're, not that far uh, removed from being in last place. You think O'Neill Cruz comes back, you can have another run in this team if pitching will allow. But the Pirates are eight games out, which means they're not much different than the Mets. Right. Do they have a shot at the wild card? Unlikely. I think the Mets still have a better chance because they're loaded. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. It's it's possible. I, I think I'd be hard-pressed to believe that there will be a team from the Central to get a wild-card spot. I agree with that. I think San Diego gets up above Milwaukee or Cincinnati, whatever way that falls. But I don't know, man. I don't know if That's either. It, yeah. I, I would love it. I think the best thing that could happen to the game of baseball would be for San Diego and the New York Mets to miss the playoffs. Just to prove once and for all that you cannot buy a spot in the postseason. Right. 
because they went out and spent an absurd amount of money to set to guarantee their spot in the postseason, and it just doesn't work that way. Money doesn't equal wins. It never has, and it never will. No matter what you think, and no matter if you're listening to this saying, well, yes, it does. Well, you're just lying to yourself. It doesn't. Talent no. equals wins. Yes, talent costs more money to keep, but that doesn't mean that they're going to play well. Right. Look at Arizona right now. Look at Cincinnati right now. If you want to look at any team, look at Cincinnati. They're all yeah. young, too. The anchors of their rotation are all on rookie contracts. The most exciting infield right now, and Joey Votto is the only one getting paid. <laughs> and he plays part-time. Yeah. <laughs> so money doesn't buy wins. It doesn't buy postseason appearances. And, and I need that to be so. expanded playoffs, it still might not. And with the expanded playoff, it still might not. I don't see both of those teams making it. One of those teams is going down. Mets really need to be... Mets need to be a team that cannot make it there. Yeah. Well... Because it Mets, shows so. that you can spend money, but spend money stupid. You don't yeah. go out and buy two 40-year-old pitchers and think that's going to get you through it. <laughs> I don't care what their names are. You can buy one of them. Buy one of them. If you want to buy that? I wouldn't buy two. All right. We got anything else to cover? Cleveland's in first, by the way. Do we know this? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I did. It's not like they're setting the world on fire. They're five hundred, but yeah, but they passed up Minnesota. The central, the central division is both leagues is not very good. No. <laughs> no. All right. That's all I got. Then you good? I'm good. Let's play some music and get out of here. It's kind of an interesting episode. We had no games to talk about. No, you know what I mean? I got to be honest yeah. with you. I didn't look up a bunch of stuff this week. Kind of been doing a thing. And so um, just haven't been around. But yeah. we pick it back up. This weekend, Giants, Gigantes. Oh, we didn't even talk about the Sandlot guys coming to the PNC Park. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's pretty cool. It's pretty awesome. I don't think I'll make it out. Plus, I don't do autographs and stuff, so it's kind of pointless for me, but I'll just watch it on yeah. TV. <laughs> All right, let's go, Bucks. Yeah, let's go, Bucks. Thanks for listening to my dad and Uncle Jake on the Bridge to Bucktober podcast. Follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Bridge the Number Two Bucktober. Don't forget to subscribe so you know when new episodes are released. Clear the deck, cannonball coming, and let's go, Bucks.